Thank you, Lord. You are everything. You are everything. All that we have is yours. All that we need is in you. You are everything. Flood and fill us now, God. Once again, afresh with your word today. Come and speak to us. You who are the living, eternal word, come with your active, double-edged sword. Expose our hearts today before you that we might be changed and transformed and that you might be honored and glorified. Welcome, Papa. Welcome, Jesus. Welcome, Spirit. We welcome you. Amen. Amen. This morning we are going to continue a study that we have been begun back in June entitled U-Turn, Breaking Through roadblocks to life. And uh, if you've not had opportunity to be with us these past couple of months or you've missed a week or two, um, in the back, on the back table, are all of the CDs from this series as well as PowerPoints from them as they've been preached here in St. Paul. You can also go online to www.betheltwincities.org to our website and you can pull off both the messages from here as well as Pastor Sam and others who've been preaching in Minneapolis. And you can get, it's so cool because you get a couple perspectives I love. I I don't often get a chance to say this. I just love working with Pastor Sam as we put together sermon series and as we talk about stuff because um, he really helps sharpen my focus and uh, he's such a clear thinker and uh, just deep into the Lord. And so as we come to the scriptures together, it's just really fun to to work together, and we often end up coming at things from, from different angles, but it's so cool because those angles are complementary, and uh, you can really, uh, I think, glean. I mean, these scriptures and these topics that we're studying, I mean, one of my challenges, which I think Pastor Sam has found as well, is that when you're, when you're trying to take these topics, like the topic for this morning, which is breaking through the roadblock of fear, um, it's very difficult not to do a whole sermon series in one Sunday morning because, I mean, there is a lot of ground that we could cover. But we're going to cover the ground that the Lord has given us to cover this morning, and uh, that has to do with breaking through this roadblock of fear. How many of you, um, just we'll do a quick uh, poll here, how many of you have ever struggled at any point in your life in the area of fear? Anybody ever uh, struggled with fear? Um, Anybody never, ever, ever had even one moment of struggle with fear in your life? Um, okay. Oh, James, would you please come and preach the message now? Thank you. I was, I was actually looking for a volunteer to come and take this for us. So, um, Fear is, is a universal reality. It's something that we all uh, struggle with. We all struggle with fears of varieties of different kinds. Um, some people fear uh, loneliness. Um, there's uh, financial fears. Anybody uh, feeling, you know, uh, I, by God's grace, I'm, I'm, I'm fully delivered uh, from, from talk radio or anything like that. So, um, you know, but I mean, if you listen to, you know, if you steady diet of that sort of stuff, you know, and uh, you're all wondering whether the end of the world's coming tomorrow, uh, you know, um, you know, it, it'll come when Jesus says it'll come, so I'm, I'm not overly concerned about that. But, you, you know, there are, 
very real and genuine financial concerns that, that, that can be raised in our lives. We can have fears of, of change. Um, a lot of people fear change. Uh, there's fears of failure. Um, what, if I, what if I fail? What if, what if this doesn't go the way I expected it to go? There can be fears of rejection. Um, there's just a plethora of fears that we can face in our lives. And those are kind of general fears. Then there's, there's fears that we can fear relationally. What if, what if somebody doesn't like me? What if somebody doesn't agree with me? What if somebody doesn't understand me? There's, there's, what, if, you know, uh, what if there's a, a break or a breach in, in, in relationship with people that I'm close to? What if I, you know, there's all kinds of fears. There's, there's uh, job fears. What if my, you know, what if I mess up? What if I do something wrong? What if I get a different boss that doesn't understand me, doesn't... Uh, you know, whatever, all of those, I mean, there's so many different fears which we face. And fear is an incredibly powerful motivator. Almost like nothing else. I, I talk a lot about the difference between being driven and being led. One of the, one of the primary drivers that can drive our lives is fear. Let's be honest. Fear can be an enormous motivator and driver in our lives. So this morning, we just want to kind of approach this. And, and I'm, I'm going to kind of go, in a sense, I mean, because again, we could do a whole sermon series around specific aspects of fear. But what I'd really like to do this morning, and, and, and this is in concert with with what I think the Lord's been doing in us for the last several years, is actually going down. I think God wants to radically deliver us from fear. Remember that radical means returning to the root. Okay, we, I want to go to the root of where fear, you know, all of those other things are fruit in our lives of, of fear. But I want to go to the root of fear in our lives and ask the Lord to speak to us in the root and bring about transformation. So turn, if you would, in your Bible to 1 John. If you don't have a Bible with you, you can use the Bible located right in front of you. Turn towards almost the end of the book. Almost the whole end of the Bible. And you will find it there. 1 John, chapter 4, page 864 in your Bible. Or it'll appear up on the screen. It's also in your bulletin. But I want you to actually be interacting with the text because we're going to be coming back to it regularly throughout our conversation here this morning. We have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in Him and He in God. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because in this world, we are like him. Verse 18, there is no fear in love But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Perfect love 
drives out fear. Perfect love drives out fear. In the Amplified Bible, it puts it this way. The perfect love of God in Christ turns fear out of doors and expels every kind of terror. Perfect love puts fear out of doors. Drives out every kind of terror. I think sometimes when we come to this issue of fear, and I want to kind of lay this foundation, and then we're going to, I want to spend some time uh, unpacking this, but I want to lay this foundation for us. I think that we often are under the misunderstanding that the antidote to fear is faith. If I can just increase my faith, I can break through fear. You just have to have some more faith, sister. Brother, if you really had faith, you wouldn't be afraid. Faith is significant and important, and we're going to come back to that a little bit later. But I would like to offer to you this as a foundation. That it is not faith, but rather the love of God that is the true antidote to fear. So when you are experiencing fear, it's not that you need to somehow rise up and exercise greater faith, and you need to grasp for that in order to counterattack against that fear, but rather you need to push your roots of your heart down deeper into the reality and truth of the love of God. We heard that this morning in some of the testimony, the love of God, that, that love that accept, I'm accepted as I am for who I am before God as I come to him with open hands to receive his love and forgiveness in my life. All right. So... What I'm going to talk about this morning is three movements, and this won't take us overly long. So, but if you're taking notes, you're going to want to you're going to want to highlight these three movements, and then I'm going to give you some practical application at the end here. The first is the movement from condemnation to confidence. The movement from condemnation to confidence. At the root of all fear is our sense of being separated from God. And this root goes all the way back to the fall of mankind. Because of this separation, our hearts and the enemy of our soul condemns us. What I am submitting to you this morning is that at the very root of fear, at the heart of this issue of fear, is our sense of separation from God and that somehow, in some way that we can't even fully articulate, but there's just this gnawing sense in our hearts that we're condemned. We're never good enough. We can't be good enough. We blow it. We miss it. And it creates this instability and insecurity in our lives. 
We're constantly insecure and uh, unstable because of this sense of condemnation. Let me quickly say, Scripture is very clear about conviction that comes from the Lord, but conviction is a very different thing than condemnation. We often confuse them. Confidence. At the root of all love is the love that God has for us, his love. The longing of his heart is to bridge that separation that we feel, which is why he sent Jesus. And because of Jesus, we can walk out of condemnation and into confidence. This is Gospel 101, but let's come back to Gospel 101 because it is the true antidote to this issue of fear. God wants you and me to walk out of condemnation into confidence. Yes, at the fall, we were se- there was a separation that came from God. And Adam and Eve were expelled from the garden. And they felt that separation keenly. And the scriptures is full of the story of God wooing his people back to himself. And it culminates in Jesus Christ who came, who lived here on earth among us, who died on our behalf in order to build a bridge so that the sin which does separate us from God, and there is that sin because of our sins, we are condemned in the the sense that we're condemned to death because of our sin, but Jesus has come with life to bridge the gap, to take away our sin, to take away our separation, so that we could walk into confidence with him. This is gospel. John 3, 16 to 18. You know 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he's not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So the condemnation that we experience is not God's heart towards us, but it's our heart rejecting God's heart. He's come to bridge that. He's come to bring life, to save the world. And that means you and me. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we obey his commands and do what pleases him. As one of the great fathers of the church put it, love God with all of your heart and do whatever you please. Wait a minute. Really? You're loving God with all your heart. When you're doing whatever you please, it's going to be pleasing to him. This is the movement from condemnation to confidence. Second movement. The movement from anxiety to peace. Anxiety is really the the flowering of fear in our lives. It's, it's not a real pretty flower, but it's a flower. All right? 
anxiety when we walk with a sense of fear from and separation from God, whether real or illusory, we will have an underlying sensation of instability and insecurity. And this can, all, can create a misperception of reality as fear is often false. And I put in parentheses here because false sounds like, well, it's just not even true at all, but it's insufficient evidence appearing real. Fear is insufficient evidence appearing real. University of Michigan did a study. 60% of our fears are totally unwarranted. 20% have already become past activities and are out of our control. 10% are so petty that they don't make any difference at all. 4 to 5% of the remaining 10% are real and justifiable, but we can't do anything about them. This means that approximately 5% of our fears are real fears that we can do something about. What if? Oh. And we live in this place, corrosive to our soul, this place of anxiety. But it's often because the the evidence that we're, we're building that fear upon is, and that anxiety comes out from is insufficient evidence. We don't see everything. As we learn to walk in the love of God, we'll have an increasing sense of stability, security, and serenity. This enables us to perceive reality through the lens of his true reality. So peace, again, comes out of walking in the love of God. This is so intuitive, it's sometimes hard to get a hold of, but if we can grasp this, it will be transformative to our lives. Thirdly, well, this then is how we know that we belong to the truth. How we set our hearts, listen to this, how we set our hearts at rest in his presence whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts and knows everything. Have you ever, I mean, I don't know about you, maybe none of you face this, but have you ever gotten and you've said, I don't have a clue what to do with my heart. It's just, way to put your heart at rest for we belong to the truth whenever our hearts for God is greater than our hearts he's greater than our fears he's greater than those things and and Lidovic spoke of it this morning those those things God is greater than each and every circumstance which we're facing for God did not give us a spirit of timidity but a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline he hasn't given us a spirit of fear. He's given us this spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline, of self-control. And so our thoughts, bring, bringing them into captivity to Him, the love of God, the power of God in us, can break us free from our bondage. And that's the third movement, is from bondage to freedom. The Lord wants to bring us out of bondage and into freedom. Because you know what? When we live in fear, we become bound by fear. 
And this bondage gets expressed in many ways in our lives. Control, paralysis, panic, anger, despair. Anybody ever face any of those? Anybody ever watched any of those kind of rise up in your hearts? I know I have. When we're afraid, we might get more controlling. We might just get paralyzed. We might panic. We can get angry. We despair. Freedom. As we grow deeper, as we grow deeper walking in the love of God, we will experience increasing freedom in our lives, liberated from the bondage of fear into the freedom of life and joy. We're to radiate life and joy as a house of prayer for all nations. Part of this is breaking out from fears which really bind us and hold us. In, but we think, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how this works in your head, but I think sometimes we think that we can outthink our fears. But the more we do, the more enmeshed we become in them. And the, and the antidote, the way out of breaking out of that treadmill cycle in your head is to come back to the love of God. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and life to the full. Jesus wants to give you life to the full. The enemy wants you to be walking in fear. Jesus wants you to walk in the freedom of his love. He wants you to walk in the fullness of his life. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. You received the spirit of sonship. By him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And where the, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into His likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. God wants us to walk in increasing freedom that comes from gazing upon His face and allowing His Spirit to deliver us from the bondage of these fears. So right now, I want you to take for just a moment, and we're going to come in for a close here. I want you to just for a moment, think of some of the biggest fears you have in your life right now. Let's just, let's just, okay? And you've been shadow boxing with those fears. You've been trying to knock them down. You've been trying to, to work it out. Here's what I want you to do. Okay, you're going to have to go with me for a moment. This is very, very intuitive, but I just want you to, if you can. If you can't, I'll give you real logical steps in a moment for those of you that are super left brain, okay? So try to exercise that other brain for half a moment, okay? Take those fears, take them by the hand. Take them in two hands. And let's just dance them to the feet of Jesus. Let's bring them to the feet of Jesus. Okay. But I'm so afraid. Okay. Bring him to the feet of Jesus. You see, the Bible, 365, 366, whatever it is, different people come up with different numbers depending on leap year, I guess. 
365 at least times, the Bible says, fear not. And what, he's, what the Bible is really saying is this. When he says, fear not, it's not just like, stop your fearing. What it really means is, I understand that you're afraid. I know that you're afraid. But I want you to stand firm. I just want you to stay here. Because I have something for you that's bigger and better than what you can see right now. So don't be afraid. I know you're afraid. And when we can bring our fears to the feet of Jesus, we can find the freedom that we've just been talking about. And make that movement from condemnation to confidence and from anxiety to peace and from bondage to freedom because this is God's heart for us, his people, as his children. He does not want us to be walking around bound by this roadblock of fear. So let's talk about taking the journey from fear to love now. Taking that journey. We've talked about the three movements. Now let's step into that journey. Three things that are found right in the scripture that we began with this morning in 1 John. So if you still have your Bible open, go back to 1 John. Go back to 1 John. Verse 13 of chapter 4. 1 John 4, 13, 14. We know that we live in him and he in us because he has given up his, his spirit. Verse 14. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Here is the fact that you and I get to rest in. The fact is the Father sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. The fact is that God so loved the world that He sent. This is an indisputable fact that we can remind ourselves of when all of the other evidence around us may be pointing in other directions Remind yourself of this reality and truth. We know that Jesus has come and been sent to be the Savior of the world. Our freedom from fear has a foundation, in fact. The Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Now, here's where faith comes in. Faith is integral. It's not the foundation, but it is integral to our being freed from the bondage of fear. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Two things that are right there embedded in that passage. If anyone acknowledges. So there is the necessity of acknowledgement we must acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of God. If we do, God lives in us and we live in God. And so we know and rely on the love of God it has for us. So we've got to lean into that. You know, the old illustration, I mean, faith, I mean, here's a stool. It's got four legs. It's got a seat. It's built pretty solid. But if I'm tired and I need to sit down, I have a decision to make. Will I have faith? 
to park myself upon this? Will it hold me? Do I trust that it's going to be stable? I think I can. So I have the faith, and I lean on, I rely on the fact that I trust that this is going to, that's what it is with God. We have to rely on him. We make a choice. Our freedom from the force field of fear comes from the magnetic attraction of the Lord who created us. Fear is like this magnetic force field that just wants to suck you in. But I'm telling you right now that the magnetic attraction of the Lord who created you is greater than the magnetic attraction of fear. He will draw you from that force field. Then there's our feelings. This is where, you know, this is where the battleground is usually at. It's in our feelings and our thoughts, you know. This is, this is where we experience the, you know, the debris coming at us. 1 John 4, going on. But God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in him. And this way love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence in the day of judgment because in this world we're like him. There is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. So if you are struggling with fear, here is the antidote to that that I want to end with here as we, as we close. Ask to be filled with more of the love of God. Begin to learn to live in Him because our freedom from fear results from deeper trust in God as we discovered that to live in God is to live in love. The scripture tells us to live in God is to live in love. Because of his great love. I don't know. This is a journey that I've been on for a while now, and I, 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 I can't tell you that I've arrived because I haven't. But I can tell you that the Lord has been bringing me an increasing trust in him. He's just helping me to recognize that it is the deep trust in him that he is continually inviting me into. Deeper and deeper trust in him. He just keeps saying, trust me. And I don't want to say, but, 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 but. And he says, trust me. I won't use Tom's unforgettable words of a few weeks ago. But they were true. Because our little B-U-T is nothing compared to his big B-U-T. But God. God is greater than all of what we see around us. James, if you and the worship team would come on up, please. Um, I feel particularly inadequate this morning to express the fullness. I, I, there's, there's so much here that I believe God wants to... And, and so I'm going to leave you with some responsibility here, and part of that responsibility for you 
is for you to take and begin to chew on this. I, I've only scratched the surface, really, honestly, of, of what there is so much more to be spoken and said and understood. However, I'm, I'm going to invite you to come in back into this scripture in 1 John and just meditate, which means to ruminate, which means to chew on and let it digest. We're, we're in this saturation as a, as a congregation, saturating ourselves in, in the word of God. I just want to invite you to saturate in his presence, saturate in his word, and let that word go down deep into you. And bring forth the liberty that is yours as a child of God. So grateful for all the testimonies this morning and just the whole service just kind of reinforcing the very things that we're sharing and talking about this morning. And if like me, you've struggled at times in in various areas in this area of fear and anxiety and it's become a bondage to you, this morning I want you to know that the love of God is here to release you. The love of God is here to release you from the very real separation that we experience when we don't know Jesus as our Savior and Lord. When we haven't embraced the bridge that God has made for us. If you're here this morning and you've never received Christ as your Savior and Lord, I'm telling you as a fact that Jesus has been sent to be the Savior of the world and the Savior of your soul. He loves you so much. He wants to bring you into the full freedom of life in Him. This morning you can step into that. I invite you to to step across the chasm of separation into the fullness of relationship with the living God in Jesus. Maybe you've already made that step and yet your life doesn't fully reflect the freedom from fear that would would be a part. The, the perfect love of God has not driven out all of that fear yet. There's still places in your soul that the Lord wants to bring release in. This morning, I want to invite you to come. So if you want salvation, if you want freedom, healing, deliverance, whatever it is, strength, comfort, help, hope, all of that and more God has for you today. He wants to free you from being driven from those things and be led into his presence. Could we stand together? Lord Jesus, we just pray that you'll come now and begin to touch our hearts, Lord, with your double-edged sword. That, Lord, can cut through the bonds of fear and bring us into the fullness of freedom even this day. Come, Jesus. Come, Lord, now. Just open our hands. Lord, we're asking today that you would come bathe trembling hearts this morning with the clear, cool, refreshing water of your love today. Lord, you would hold our hearts in your hands. Free us, O oh God, 
as you pour in the, the immeasurable depths of your love into our very hearts. And that is my prayer that once again as we pray each week that you would fill us with the immeasurable love of God the Father. Lord, that the irresistible mercy and grace of Jesus Christ the Son would overflow again, Lord, in us. That that inexhaustible strength and comfort, that power, the hope of the Lord, of the Holy Spirit will be with us. Lord, that we would go from this house transformed by your love. And Lord, we would be sent to share that love with with all peoples. Even as we heard testimony about this morning of God, you leading into various lives and places, God, with your love in the beauty parlor and somebody's home and all of those places, God, where you are sending your love. May it be like a banner over our lives, the favor of God. May his grace and goodness be upon each of you. And over this house, as we prepare this week, Lord, to receive children, multitudes of children, I pray, oh God, that your love, Lord, would be released in this house in an unprecedented way. And that lives would be touched and transformed by that love. The love of, that you have that sent Jesus. We receive that now. And I pray that the blessing of the Lord would rest upon each and every one of you as you go from this place today. Go in His goodness and grace. Till we gather again, either in this house or our eternal home, I bless you, people of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.